Dear Steffi, congratulations. It is indeed excited to hear that you have been admitted into a master program of anthropology by the University of Bristol. Studying human history should be of quick fun and insightful working as well. Good girl, very well done indeed. You probably realize that in the past months, one of the hottest issues in town is about the influx of mainland mothers to be giving birth of their babies in Hong Kong. Government statistics reveals that in the last year, more than 40% of births here in Hong Kong are from those mainlanders. It is also indicated that the number of mainland mothers to be has been increased from 620 in 2001 to 35,736 in 2011. With this dramatic rise in quantity, significant competition among the local mothers to be and the mainlanders in utilizing either public or private obstetric healthcare services become apparent. In fact, it's repeatedly reported that. Local mothers to be are always being deterred from the right to access obstetric healthcare services in the private sector, despite of the fact that they are being insured by health insurance schemes. In the last week, the chief executive elect Leung Zhenying, out of a sudden, announced a zero bed quota policy for mainland mothers to be. That is to say, according to Leung, mainland mothers. Who have not got a Hong Kong husband will not be allowed to give birth at private hospital starting from 2013. While such surprise announcement has won praise from local mothers to be and most of the public, it also shocks the private obstetric services. Hospital manager from the private sector claims that in the past years, obstetric services nearly make up half of their business, and they have invested heavily in upgrading their obstetric facilities. The unexpected zero quota plan not only jeopardizes their industry but also seriously go against their business strategy. In addition, there are also noises about the legitimacy of the proposed policy regarding the right of vote of those newborns, and the intention of the chief executive elect to override the governance of the existing SAR government. Despite of these concerns, the public sentiment is, in general, rather positive and supportive to the proposal. Simply because it is understood that the overall policy objective of the zero quota plan is to ensure that local mothers to be are in priority using public and private obstetric healthcare services, and as a fundamental principle, all the resources channeled to health services, be it public or private, must aim at serving Hong Kong people. Besides, it is obvious that this timely proposal could possibly impede the influx of mainlanders giving birth of their babies in Hong Kong, especially in the year of the dragon, which is believed to be a lucky year of giving birth. To effectively translate this policy into action, it suggests that the following has to be attended to: first, to ensure the continuation and smooth handover of the zero quota plan, detailed discussions between the Food and Health Bureau. And the office of the chief executive elect on the implementation possibilities and the related logistics are essential. Second, to minimize unnecessary misunderstanding and the perceived threat, open dialogue with an aim of reaching consensus on the new bed quota arrangement between officials of the bureau and providers of the private obstetric industry is crucial. In fact, government officials could make use of this opportunity. Encourage and advise the private sector to accommodate mainland mothers to be whose spouses are Hong Kong citizens, and reskill their healthcare service to a more balanced provision. Third, 
to discontinue the influx of mainland martyrs to be, the SAR government should, without first of all embarking on amend or reinterpret the basic law, take the lead to discuss with the central government on the possible administrative measures that would discourage or prevent pregnant mainlanders crossing the border. Fourth, to avoid dashing of mainland mothers to be to the accident and emergency department to give birth, strong and decisive message such as the recent announcement of the hospital authority on raising fees and charges for pregnant mainlanders from 48000 to $90,000 on deterring them from abusing our emergency services must be sent out. Nevertheless, the public hospitals at the same time has to examine whether the existing mechanism to ensure those mothers paying their fees is effective or not. Fifth, to have an explicit stance on the newborns from mainlanders. The SAR government should set up a task force to review the existing population policy. Otherwise, the claim of whether Hong Kong does need mainlanders giving birth of the baby in Hong Kong to help diluting our aging population would always reserve as a debatable and problematic issue. Last but not least, to be in line with such change in policy direction, officials of the Food and Health Bureau should re-examine the possible impacts on manpower planning and professional development of healthcare professionals in Hong Kong. Hopefully, with the above measures, the influx of mainland mothers-to-be will be dying down in the coming months. In the meantime, keep enjoying your study and see you soon. Love, Uncle Joe.